Welcome to Female Inner Power, the podcast for women who don't want to choose between work success and life happiness. I'm your host, Nomi Melkyonatan, leadership coach and courage catalyst. Each week, I will share a refreshingly honest conversation about how to trust your intuition, lead from female power in male-dominated spaces, and inspire you to be a more confident force for good in the world. Are you ready? Welcome, welcome to another episode of Female Inner Power. Today, I'm going to share some birthday reflections. At the time of recording, it's more than a month ago since I had my birthday. But I wrote a LinkedIn newsletter, the Female Inner Power Activation newsletter that I share on LinkedIn uh, around my birthday. And I share three magnificent success lessons to antidote a mean inner critic. And I want to share a version of that here too, because there's so much importance in these lessons. So one of the things that's really important to me is to not just grow another year older. We're entering September, which here in the UK is when children go back to school and Every year I see people post photos on Facebook going, oh my gosh, where did the time go? Can't believe another year's gone. And although partly I totally agree with that sentiment and it's a feeling we have often as parents, oh my gosh, they're growing. There's another part of me that often feels in those posters, uh, oh, it's only via the child that the growth is measured. What about you as an adult? Are you paying attention to your growth? And so I don't just want to become another year older. I always want to keep growing and developing and learning. And when you listen to any interview I've done here on the Female Inner Power podcast, all of the women are always attributing their learning as one of the key reasons why they've gone places or gotten opportunities. It's their desire and wish to learn. And I'm not putting on a desire to learn. I love looking at how I can grow and develop and learn. There are things I'm not interested in learning about, but there's so much that I am. So I've had an inner critic (laughs) as a very familiar companion for most of my life. And It's now more than two decades that I have given to deep personal development. And, you know, I keep doing my own work. And I also have spent almost 16 years of coaching professionally and helping many, many leaders with their inner critics. I have created courses on this. I have an imposter syndrome course and how to antidote your inner critic in many ways, is a theme in in many of the things I do. Not everything I do, but in many of the things I do. So I have more tricks up my sleeve that I can care about of how to sort of work on the shadow side that is the reality when you have a harsh inner critic. And I'm always curious to deepen these learnings. So here are three things that have come up for me in a new and different ways this past year as I was reflecting. The first one, the first one is my year, my life 
is already a masterpiece. My life is already a masterpiece. When I first heard Melanie and Leia share these words, they didn't really impact me much. It took some time for me to really notice the power of this statement when she said that. And I want you just to play with me for a moment to really see what impact these words might have on you. So notice the difference between A, thinking about all the things in your life that you would want to be different before you could think of your life as a masterpiece, right? This would be the critic being in charge. Or B, deciding that everything that's already in place and everything that already is there to be grateful for means that your life is already a masterpiece. Just give you a moment to feel the difference between B is definitely not led by the inner critic. So for me, A totally brings out my inner critic to have a massive party. And joy feels constantly just out of reach, right? Like I need to change this before my life can be a masterpiece and this and this and this. And my inner critic, wow, she's sharp. Like there's always another thing that could be better. So that activates thoughts of why am I not there yet? I should do better. This, that needs to change. Whereas B, my life is already a, a masterpiece. That activates a sense of, wow. Well, if my life is already a masterpiece, then, well, then I can just feel gratitude right now. It has me smile and look at all the wonderfulness. That is indeed already amazing in my life. That is indeed pride-inducing. And it does not mean that I don't want to add and refine and ask for more. But the energy comes from a totally different place than in A, where it's like, wait, you don't get to feel the masterpiece feeling until you change this and that and the other. It's such a different feeling to just go, yeah wow, my life's a masterpiece. And then from that place go, ooh, and wouldn't it be fun and delightful and even better if I also did this thing or changed that thing? I really encourage you to play with this and, and you know, see what comes up for you. Number two is resistant doesn't bring desired results. I don't know about your inner critic, but my inner critic loves to point out what could be better and different. Sometimes this can have an innocent energy, you know. If curiosity and creativity are playing along with the inner critic, then this can feel joyful and inspirational. Kind of like, ooh, yeah, here's a possibility and that could be up-leveled and changed. And then it's not really an inner critic, it's more like a discerning eye that gets curious about expansion and growth opportunities. But if and when the inner critic has run rogue and it's running its own show, then this pointing out what could be better and different turns into sort of a heavy, disconnected feeling and it becomes very impatient. So what I notice this year about my inner critic is that it believes that if we just resist all that we don't like, then we will make things better. 
Let me say that again. If we just resist all that we don't like, then we will make things better. But the thing is, that creates massive resistance because it creates resistance to what actually is. Resistance to the now as it is. And when we resist, we are tense, we're not in flow, and we're not our most powerful selves. Acknowledging what is and appreciating what is, you know, the kind of things that are already here, doesn't mean that we no longer have desire for more or better. I'm a trained family constellator. I don't know if you know this about me, but you might if you followed me for a while. And one of the core principles that we were taught in the family constellation training is about acknowledging the facts, acknowledging what is actually so, not the narrative, but the facts. And that helps us move forward in the sense that we can choose a different story. But it's totally counterintuitive to what our inner critic wants us to believe. So here's what I want you to play with. Letting go of resistance means stopping insisting that a particular moment should be different and that anyone else should be different right now, right? So the inner critic will often go, well, this should be different. That person should be different. I should be different. That, that's what it does all the time. But that creates resistance, and when we create resistance, we disconnect from ourselves. We disconnect from enjoying the moment. We disconnect from everything that is great. And we kind of go, no, this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. This moment isn't good enough. It should be different. What, what I want you to tell yourself, and if you're in a critic, will listen, <laughs> tell it, that accepting this moment as it is does not mean that you've given up, giving up on growing, developing, and that the next moment could be even better. It just means that when you can accept what is, you actually are present and then you have power to change the next moment. As opposed to when we resist, it shouldn't be like this, it shouldn't be like that. We are in such judgment, and oh my gosh, I am not perfect, I still go there. But when we are judging ourselves or others and the moment, and it shouldn't be like that, we're not at our best. We're disconnected from flow, and we are leaking so much energy in pointing out flaws and in judging that our power is not available in that way to improve. We're looking at what we want to improve, but we're not really available for improvements because we didn't even land in the present. We're just like, it shouldn't be like that. You will have so much more power to expand and to grow and to change all the dynamics you want to change for the next moment if you just go, this moment is what it is. These dynamics are what they are. I am who I am, or I am what I am in this situation. There's another good one to sit with, journal on, reflect on, because this is big stuff. I mean, this could be an episode in and of itself. Now, the third and last one, this one I really love, and I think you'll 
instantly land this one, which is success momentum builds much easier when you don't put pressure on any one event needing to be an independent success. I'm fascinated by what builds momentum, what builds a trajectory towards whether it's a career success or whether it's building your business or your health journey or whatever you're onto, like that building of momentum and the getting to get to the results and, you know, the transformation and the big change. That's super fun, right? And in our era where we're wanting instant gratification and we give ourselves the pressure to measure every step, Like, we want to see success at every step. I mean, every organization is like, how can we measure that? How do we know if it's working, right? We want to make sure that every move is the right one. We're like, I need to see the results to know that this is working. Is this exercise regime working? Am I getting something out of attending this networking event? Is this thing going anywhere? But not every move yields any visible results. I mean, there are connections and relationships that I've had that we could call networking relationships. And some of them, I remember one of them, it was like seven years later, I actually ended up getting business via that connection. I wasn't holding on thinking, when is she going to give me business? (laughs) I just haven't. But if we get disappointed or decide that whatever action we took this week isn't worthwhile because we don't have any measurable success or because we don't know for sure that it's leading to something, we will stop our momentum building, right? If you go to the gym three times, oh, let's say four times this week, and you really go for it, and then you don't notice any results, then you go, well, it isn't working. So then you take two or three weeks off and then you go, okay, I'll try again. Well, you've lost the momentum. We have to keep going even when we don't see the results. The same with, and so many, I think almost every woman on this podcast that I've interviewed talk about the importance of relationship building, of networks, of connections is a huge, massive ingredient in their success. Well, I mean, it's the most icky, and I think this is why many of us don't like, for example, networking events, is that icky feeling of like, oh, I need to get something from this. I need to help them when they need to help me. And how do I know this networking event is worthwhile? And I hate it also when people ask me afterwards. So was it a good event? It's like, I don't know. I met some people. I had some conversation. Is it good? Is it bad? I might know if it was enjoyable. I might know if I met someone I had fun talking to. But what does it mean? Like it's like putting pressure on it needing to have an outcome. Each time we go, well, I don't know if this is working. I don't know if momentum is building here. Each time we stop, and hesitate, or maybe totally pause for a moment, or weeks, months, we lose not just time, but we lose that momentum that builds. We lose the ingredient of inspired joy. To create success momentum, we need to be okay with not having visible results instantly. 
and not having them constantly. We need to dare to go along long enough and consistently enough in one direction so that energy and momentum can build. And it's really important to remember that momentum isn't built linearly. You can totally build a graph that looks like things happen in a linear fashion. But if you listen to people's journeys in their businesses, in their careers, on their health journeys, in their relationships, whatever it is, we can totally tell it in hindsight as if it's a linear thing. But it's not. It's like, then I had clarity and then I stepped forward and then I got the promotion. But then it turned out that that promotion actually wasn't what I wanted it to be. And then actually I felt like I had a setback and then it was tough for a bit, but then something else happened and then I got excited. And then, right, it's not, it doesn't just go forward as we're living it. So play with this. Next time you're working on something and we're always working on something, so whatever you know, you want to build momentum around and you don't yet see the results. You don't yet feel the momentum. Check in with your intuition and all the reasons why you first started in this direction and why you decided you wanted momentum in this direction. Do you still want that momentum? Do you still want this direction? Do you still want this impact, these results? If yes, keep going. Keep going. Trusting ourselves that it's worth to continue to go and finding ways to have joy in the process. That helps counter the inner critic. So really watch when the inner critic goes, and you don't have anything to show for it yet, do you? I don't see any results here. Hmm. Trust yourself. That momentum is building, that it isn't linear, that many things might be happening all at once. But don't put the pressure on any single step. It's like if I need this one podcast episode, every podcast episode to be the one that changes my career or that builds momentum. If I need every podcast episode to do something specific for me, for my career, for my business, for the world, for you, it's so much pressure and I would never record another one because I'd be like, did it? Is it working? How can I measure it? <laughs> right? It's like I made a commitment. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to record podcast episodes for as long as that still feels true and good to me. And then I'm going to trust that is, it is good, that it is leading to good things, that it is having an impact. We don't always, we don't often get to see fast, obvious results. And we often can't measure if it's working. So needing not for anything to be successfully independent of itself, but just keep trusting yourself to go in that direction that you want to go, that will really support you to move forward while your inner critic might be hesitating. And you know what? Send your inner critic on a holiday and tell it it's okay. I've got this. We're doing good things. Yes, you are.
And in case no one told you this week, and in case you forgot to tell yourself, you're doing good. Keep going. Keep growing. Keep trusting yourself. Even if you don't see immediate results of the momentum isn't here, you're doing good. Keep going. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so that you get notified every time there's a new episode. And I would so love it if you would write a quick review as that really helps others to find and trust the podcast. You can do that at lovethepodcast.com forward slash FIP. And remember, no matter what's going on around you, it only takes a single breath to start grounding back into your power. So let's take a breath. Feel your power and go spread the magic. <laughs>